everybody, and welcome to Sing to the Lord, the podcast that breaks down how the Lutheran hymnody is preaching the gospel. I'm your host, Mason Van Essen. What you're hearing is the hymn, Almighty God, Your Word is Cast. Welcome back to Sing to the Lord. We are in the seventh Sunday after Pentecost, and we have Lars Olson and Zachary Brockoff back with us to talk about the hymn, Almighty God, Your Word is Cast. As always, Mason, it is a pleasure to be here with you talking about hymns and preaching and the gospel text for the weekend. That's right. The whole package. The whole package. Yes. Uh, Zachary, tell us why... Uh, what what you know about this hymn's history? Well, uh, this hymn, uh, um, actually very little, unfortunately. Um, it's written by um, John K. Wood, who was a priest living in England. And um, in terms of how you might use this hymn in worship, even though we don't know about much about why it was written for a specific occasion or not, um, we do know that when it was um, published, um, it included the, the subheading of uh, After the Sermon. So it is to be used um, around sermon time, not at communion, not as an opening hymn for the day or something like this, um, or at the conclusion as, as we, uh, we send people off, but, um, but around sermon time, and uh, was meant to go with the, with the parable for this week. So um, this in a summer where um, you may have some trouble figuring out uh, because we're in parable time and um, just some difficult texts otherwise, um, what to sing. Uh, this one is rather obvious um, um, and short, but it's helpful. Yeah, so this um, hymn seems like a pretty straightforward retelling of the parable yep. that Jesus gives in Matthew 13. Um, is there anything beyond that that we can take from this hymn? Sure, there's some things. Um, the Each stanza really is is can feel like a simple retelling, and in some ways you hear, hear the parable almost twice in the gospel text, right? Because you get the parable itself, then you get the explanation, then we sing a hymn that's sort of more of the same, and you think, all right, well, I'm glad it all fits together, but really, do we have to? Um, and uh, and it can almost seem random, too, the, the pieces that are included. Um, but I think it makes some good sense. So um, in, the, in the parable itself, we'll take stanza one as an example. Jesus says, a sower went out to sow. Stanza one of the hymn begins, Almighty God, your word is cast like seed into the ground. This is a sort of a paraphrase of Christ's, of Christ's words. Stanza two in the parable, Christ says, those on the path where the word is sown, when they hear Satan immediately comes and takes away the word that is sown in them. And our second stanza starts, let not the sly satanic foe this holy seed remove. So, um, it is somewhat a paraphrase of Christ's words, but they're also words of prayer in this. Um, that uh, we know when this seed is sown and sort of just uh, flung around indiscriminately, <laughs> right? This word is given. Um, uh, it, we, we, turn, we turn this then into, into prayer. Stanza three, the parable says, is for what was sown among thorns. This is the one who hears the word, but the cares of the world 
and the lure of wealth choke the word and it yields nothing. And so the third stanza begins, let not the world's deceitful cares the rising plant destroy. Um, so in each case, we have words of the parable and then following words of prayer. Um, if we looked at, uh, let's just take stanza one for an example of this. Um, sower goes out to sow. The second half, now let the dew of heaven descend and righteous fruits abound. This, of course, is, is referencing the parable again. Um, but it's telling us, um, and we're praying in such a way that we're not concerned about what kind of soil we might be, right? Which is the first reaction to the parable is where am I in this? And uh, Lord, let work? my heart be right. good soil. Let my heart be good soil, open to the seed of your word. Uh, don't sing that one. That's not going to make the list. <laughs> However, uh, this one does because um, it is the dew of heaven that descends and righteous fruits. This is God's work then, uh, all of it. Um, so, so there are words of prayer, but there are also words of trust there. That, that God's word and God might accomplish uh, what God uh, purposes to do by his hand. So um, we're singing these words together in faith. They're really in the context of, of, um, of the whole day and, and help to support that. Um, the other one that I wanted to make just a, a brief commentary on too was um, the idea of world's deceitful cares. Sometimes I think we hear words like this and we think, well, that's... I don't know, all sorts of things about which Christians should not be concerned. The world out there has all sorts of problems, and um, <laughs> we are to avoid these as Christians um, and, and not become involved with them. Um, the world's a scary place sort of mentality. But um, I think uh, people that are uh, preaching and singing and serving in congregations can be equally uh, concerned about deceitful cares of the world, um, even in the context of, of congregations and churches, right? What are we doing here? Mm-hmm. Um, uh, we seem to be uh, out out uh, giving God's word and, and nothing's happening, uh, right? <laughs> All these sorts of things. Couldn't we get something better than this? Couldn't we try something else? Um, but this third stanza does say... Um, uh, place your trust then again in what God has promised and uh, and what the third stanza finally promises. Let it yield a hundredfold the fruits of peace and joy. So um, that doesn't necessarily mean, um, doesn't in every case mean um, worship attendance that uh, <laughs> is going to be otherworldly, um, but uh, instead fruits of peace and joy that Christ promises. Yeah, I think that's the institutional version of uh, checking whether your heart is good soil or not, right? Yes, like, that would be. Uh, saying instead of casting the word out, um, watching where the seed lands and watching either it grows or it chokes, both of those are God's work, right? Mm-hmm. That uh, when God's uh, word is choked out, that's actually God's work in the world, um, showing us that the world is trying to get rid of God. Uh, that's actually what they do with Christ, right? Uh, right. Finally put, make him thorns on a, on a cursed tree uh, in order to say, uh, uh, we, we can get rid of you, right? Mm-hmm. Um, but really what it's doing is just, is showing just the state of our, of, uh, of the soil of this world, which is always trying to get rid of this. It's really, I love this hymn because it really puts together both the, the parable and the explanation yes. in helpful ways that Jesus is doing. Mm-hmm. Um, and I think that's really important as you look over this pericope that, you know, you notice that 
it cuts out the middle where Jesus talks about, um, it's not about, um, uh, that, that parables aren't easy to understand. So you actually have right. to have them taught to you, um, that, that our ears are closed to these until the word actually takes root in us rather than us being receptive roots for the word. Mm-hmm. Yeah. Yeah. Yes, it does. Uh, I, I, it, it's helpful, um, I think, in all cases, right? <laughs> Both with the parable, the explanation, and even if you read what they left out, uh, if you choose to do that, <laughs> it could support that as well. Um and so the final stanza tells us um, what then happens um, when this precious seed, it says, of course, the word is sown, um, uh, that all, all whose souls the truth receive, its saving power may know. Right. Um, it's, a, it's a short hymn. Uh, it's easy to sing. In many contexts, this tune is associated, um, and this is just an interesting thing, with uh, the uh, Lenten hymn actually, for the first Sunday in Lent. Um, so it's curious that in ELW, they've they've put this hymn tune with this text, but I think it works well. And um, you really only end up singing it once every three years, <laughs> <laughs> just as you preach on it in the same way. But it's one that I think we should come back to and continue because uh, it, it really supports the text well. Well, this hymn really um, functions well for the the text. Are yeah. there any other hymns that you might suggest for this week? There are, of course, the um, stewardship, uh, Thanksgiving type sections of hymnals are going to be uh, full of this kind of imagery, um, seeds and sowers, and in some to, to some extent, you know, these are are scary times for musicians because um, we start talking about seeds and sowers and being outdoors, and you know, we really don't spend too much time out in the world. Um, find myself most of the time practicing in indoors and um, not in the sun, uh, particularly in South Dakota in the winter. So you have to, uh, you, but we get to play a little bit like, uh, like we know something about uh, um, seeds and sowing and all this sorts of thing. Um, but you don't just want to run off to the Thanksgiving section of the hymnal, um, I don't think, um, because they don't, they don't all quite reference that in the same way. I'll give you three options um, that I think are helpful and maybe at different points in worship. Um, one is the LW 533, Open Now Thy Gates of Beauty, um, which is in itself a prayer. Um, uh, but um, it does, in the, in the interior stanzas, um, mention uh, sowing uh, seed. And um, just in that, Hear thy praise is gladly chanted, Hear thy seed is duly sown. Let my soul where it is planted bring forth precious sheaves alone, so that all I hear may be fruitful unto life in me. Um, so there's reference to it without it being an explicit retelling of the parable and um, actually talking about what, what it is, this seed that's planted um, is, is God's. <laughs> uh, it's not our work to go out and figure out what creative ways uh, necessarily how, how we do this, but, but God's word is given. Um, in the middle, there's one I can I, I just can't pass up because it's not really a hymn, but it's something that some congregations for uh, many years probably sang as uh, the offering is brought forward. Um, Let the vineyards be fruitful, Lord. And while it's not a, 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 a um, specific re retelling of the parable, there's a, a wonderful um, connection, I think, with uh, our, our worship life together, the regular uh, rhythm of worship, and then uh, how, how, this, um, how this parable uh, 
finds a place in that. Let the vineyards be fruitful, Lord, and fill to the brim our cup of blessing. Gather a harvest from the seeds that were sown, that we might be fed with the bread of life. So uh, all of our busyness and all of our worrying and all of the all of God's word that's given um, finds its rest in some ways here every week that we're fed with the bread of life. Um, this is the harvest that God promises right there in worship. Um, uh, and you don't have to go out searching for it or wondering where this word finally is going to take root, but it's actually right there. So uh, sing that around communion time uh, is a wonderful place, as a, 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 particularly as a preparation for communion. And um, uh, so often I think we sing these kinds of liturgical responses and we think, oh, good nights, the same thing week after week, and why do I have to do this? You know, that's just enough. Um, but here we have... Um, a nice merging of those texts that that brings a completely different aspect uh, to that kind of language that we don't get in the parable. Um, there, I think it's a wonderful opportunity. Uh, and yeah. if, uh, you know, you, it's also a an opportunity to take a second offering for the day. Well, you know, right there, if you wanted to, yeah. As soon as you start singing it, everybody's going to start getting their wallet out and wait for the pot. The old double dip. Right? Clear, yes. Clearly how it works, yes. Yeah. yeah. So um, those are a couple options. The last one would be um, ELW 550 on what has now been sown, um, which the first stanza makes quite clear. It's God's work to do with it, do with the word, uh, what God will do. Um, and w while it um, really uh, is, is probably most appropriately sung at the conclusion of worship, there um, we can plan the whole Sunday for you. Uh, ELW 533, uh, this uh, almighty God, uh, your word is cast in the middle, and then this one to conclude. And if you want to throw in, let the vineyards, well, um, you can uh, send us your check. Uh, I don't have the address, <laughs> but you just let us know, and uh, we'll, uh, we'll gladly take it. Anyway... Um, uh, all, all for the work of the word and more, more uh, seed to be sown but uh, there it is so anyway those options are all good Thanks for joining us this week on Sing to the Lord. Check the show notes for Zachary's stanza-by-stanza commentary, as well as a list of other hymns we recommend. See you next week.